dear Jesus. So we thank you right now, dear Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to him, dear Jesus, as you minister to us. And let us all walk out of here different. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. You're awesome. You're on fire. Yeah, she is. All right. Hey, Sensational, how you doing? Pops, how you doing today? You looking sharp, brother. All right. <laughs> hey, I, I, I guess we're live, so I'm just waiting for everybody to settle in. Mom, how, how is Dom? Have you heard from him? Okay. I tried to call him this morning. I'll get a hold of him. Okay. Oh, he sleeps in the morning. Yeah, because he works at night. Okay. All right. How's everybody? You guys are blessed? Hallelujah. The girl with the Superfly hat on. Good to see you back. <laughs> that is a nice hat. I like that. Hallelujah. Are you guys ready, Pastor Ben? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you, Drea, for praying me in. Where is uh, Emerson? Because he might have to show a couple pictures. I don't know if he does. I'm hoping that everybody has notes. If you don't have notes, uh, Emerson is the paper monitor, and he will hand you some notes if you don't have. There's Jack Wash, no notes. He can, uh, Ryan has no notes. Uh, my goddaughter, Zoe, has, she has notes. You, you took her notes. <laughs> How many more you have? There's a few more. Zoe, you have notes? What's that sitting next to you? Oh, could you give Zoe notes? Are, aren't they on there? I think he, aren't there like a, a bunch of them right there? Okay. Hallelujah. Don't give away your own notes, though. All right, praise the Lord. Everybody has notes. I want you, everybody to, to um, First of all, uh, the, the reason why the Lord gave me this message today is because he said something's about to happen and I want to warn my people. Will you do that? I need somebody to do that. He said something's about to happen and I need you to warn my people because um, many of them don't understand how real uh, God is, how real this walk with Jesus Christ is, they don't really understand. To some people, church is almost a religion. And church has, this should have nothing to do with religion. I don't care what religion you are. I don't really care about religion, okay? I'm talking about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ when you get up in the morning, as you go through your week, um, that's that's your relationship with God. OK, 
Um, he has a book. You're supposed to be reading it. Matter of fact, he says to study it. Okay. Um, I am just very excited about um, what is going on and what God is about to do, because sooner or later, the enemy has to get crushed. Okay. And God is on his way to begin that process. I, because someone says, but I was going to church. Um, because that, it, that does not dictate a relationship, okay? Um, so if you're on my side, I know you're on my side by your conduct. I don't know if you're on my side by uh, just showing up. I know you're on your, my side be, by the, way, the things that you do when I, even I'm not in your, pre, in your presence. So um, what I'm about to show you today in the script, in, this, in the booklet, because we're going to look at our handouts, on the board is God's, the scriptures God gave me that he said, nobody is without excuse. I have warned everybody concerning this, okay? And, and all of that is about false teaching. God said, I've warned you about it. And so there should be no one that is sitting in someone's church, knowing that false teaching is going on and staying there. And then the rapture happens and then they're still sitting there and they go, but why? I was an usher. And God is like you, whoever you was following, that's who was your God. You understand? You don't you don't follow man. OK, I am not a you know, the pastors call a shepherd. OK. It's just the, the, the Bible way of calling a shepherd. I'm not a shepherd. I'm assistant shepherd. You understand? I don't have sheep. God has sheep. Matter of fact, I'm a sheep too. You understand? <laughs> Thank you, whoever did the bad. <laughs> I am a sheep as well as you are. You understand? I don't try to place myself above you. you I'm not above you, okay? If you need something cleaned at your house, give me a call. I'll help you come clean it. I'm not above you. So there's no pastor that is above the people. There's no nobody that is highly religious that you're supposed to look up to as being some special man of God. You understand? We're all sheep. And we have a pastor. And God has said, okay, I got a couple of sheep that are doing pretty good. I'm going to put them in charge of some other sheep, but they better remember these sheep don't belong to them. They're right. sheep themselves. Right. You understand? Right. So when you start seeing behavior from a pastor that he's trying to act like he's a shepherd and not one of the sheep, you know that he doesn't belong to God. You understand? Right. Because by his behavior, you're going to know whether he is with Jesus or not. Amen. Now, the whole world, okay, is set up as a deception over you, okay? I want you guys to know and understand that. Everything is set up as a deception, okay? You were never supposed to find Jesus, so you're a miracle, okay? You were never supposed to 
be in a real relationship with God. He wants to give you religion and he doesn't mind giving people religion. We talked about it on Thursday. What's a religion? It's a parachute with nothing in it. Okay? It means when you jump, it's not going to help you. You understand? So having a real relationship with God is knowing that I am in Christ. But I want to show you the deception. Okay? Uh, look at your, your notes. And we, I'm going to read this because I want to introduce you to something. You see that cross? Does that look like a Christian cross? No. Very witchcraft. Uh, it is over the church of the Rothschilds, which is called the Rothschilds Coven. What's a coven? You guys know what a coven is? It's, a, it's where witches come together and practice witchcraft. The Rothschilds have a coven, and it's, and it's called um, the Golden Dawn. Okay? The Golden Dawn is the church of the Rothschilds. It is for witchcraft and witchcraft only. It's for Satan. It's not even for Satan worship. It's supposed to be for, for, for the practicing of witchcraft over humanity. Okay? Now, listen. To, let me read this. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Latin, uh, or I, I, I don't want to say it in Latin. It said more commonly called the Golden Dawn was a secret society, it still is, devoted to the study and practice of the occult, hermeticism, uh, uh, metaphysics during the 19th and 20th century, known as the magical order. The hermetic order of the Golden Dawn was active in Great Britain. I want you to know it's still active. <clears throat> um, and it says, and was focused, uh, and it's, and focused, it's, practice on uh, theurgy and uh, spiritual development. Many uh, uh, present-day concepts of ritual and magic that are the center of the contemporary traditions, such as Wicca. What is Wicca? That's witchcraft, right? Thelema. You know what Thelema is? That's Satanism saying your will be done and not God's. Uh, the will is a what is what is Jay-Z had on the front of his shirt? Do as thy will. It means your will over God's will. That's the practice of Thelema. That's a religion. OK, it says your will over God's. OK, so and then this is what Jay-Z, the shirt that Jay-Z. So that means he went to the satanic church, bought a T-shirt and put it on. Right. And took a picture with it on. So he's not ashamed of it because he knows that people don't understand what the Lima is, okay? But that is part of this uh, witchcraft and Satanism, okay? So Wicca and Thelema were inspired by the Golden Dawn, which is the Church of the Rothschilds, which um, it says, which became one of the largest single influences in the 20th century. Now, it says that the Rothschilds, turn to the other page, the next page. It says the Rothschilds, is a wealthy Ashkenazi Jewish family. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, you think they're Jewish? Do you think the Rothschilds are Jewish? No. no. Okay. Revelation chapter 2 verse 9 says, I know those who say that they are Jews, 
but are not Jews. They are the synagogue of Satan. You understand? Now, it's been reported that the Rothschilds are Nephilim. And I believe it because their financial wealth within this world is absolutely crazy. Five hundred trillion. So I don't even know how to count that high. So you guys need to know and understand that this Rothschild family is not Jewish. Because if they were Jewish, what Robert Bernard said, if they are Jewish, I can't understand why the Rothschilds were sitting with Hitler while they were trying to kill all the Jews. He said, that wouldn't make any sense. Why would you be trying to kill your own people? But if you're not really Jewish and you're a synagogue of Satan, then that means you're doing this. You're doing this because you're working for Satan. Okay, so now. Um, I put that picture there with the pig because it kind of shows where everything comes from, where everyone gets their finances from, where everyone gets every, all this stuff from. It comes directly from the Rothschilds, okay? Now, who knows who C.S. Lewis is? Who have ever heard of C.S. Lewis? He's a famous Christian writer, right? Or what, what we call a C.S. C.S. Lewis is a member of the Golden Dawn. You understand? So why does C.S. Lewis have so many books and he's so and he became so famous and all his books get turned into movies? Why is that? Have you ever wondered where all this money was going? He's one of the members. He was one of the members of the of the Golden Dawn. So his thing was to to teach people and practice witchcraft. All right. Now. If you see, he has a book here called Miracles, Look, The Feeding of the Fish. You see that? The other book is called, um, the Re- I think, The Reluctant Convert, which he tells about how he became a Christian. Okay? And then this, the other book is called Mere Christianity. These are books that were recommended to me to read as a Christian. You understand? We saw the movie Narnia. How many of you guys seen the movie Narnia? The first one they put out was was pretty Christian, showing the lion rescuing at the end and all of that. But everyone after that got more deep into witchcraft and 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 spells. And now, um, let me read this before this witch was giving this this. uh, He was giving this interview and I'm going to read this. He says, when a witch is going to be initiated, this is on page three at the bottom. Um, It says, when a witch is going to be initiated, she must or he must um, uh, uh, read all the works of C.S. Lewis. All of his books are written in witch language. This is what Narnia series is all about. Witch language and spells Um, In a clever fantasy stories, C.S. Lewis says the way to God is like a hallway with many doors. They all lead to God. The Rothschilds uh, choose who will be part of the Golden Dawn personally. C.S. Lewis was one of their members. Okay, so his thing is teaching witchcraft and Satanism, but doing it in a fantasy type of way where you read books and he does children's stories. The Hobbit, who knows about, have heard of The Hobbit? 
That was one of his best friends who wrote that, and he was also part of the Golden Dawn, okay? So I want you to see and know how much is being invested into your deception. You understand? We saw, we saw the Narnia movie. We were trying to get Paris and Israel to watch it, and they're like, yeah, I just can't get into it. <laughs> Maybe God was giving them an intuition or whatever, but it, they, did, they weren't feeling it, okay? And so they never got into watching it, and they never watched the series. But when the young lady said, when we're trying to be a witch, they give us C.S. Lewis books so that we can read the witch language inside of them and learn how to do the things we need to do because that's how we learn witchcraft is by reading C.S. Lewis books. Okay? So what is Satan doing to deceive people? Why is he putting so much money into your deception? What is it so important about your soul and your salvation that I would spend $8 million to start a record company just so I continue, so I can continue making rock but with Christian words. You understand? So there's something very special about you that Satan doesn't want you to have if he's going through all of this just to, he has, there's 50,000 churches under Freemason rule in the United States. Why would the Freemasons put that much money into churches and pastors unless your salvation is important? But God told you your salvation was important. He told you, I'm giving you eternal life. And someone is in used to be in heaven that got kicked out and he hates you. So when you wake up, put on the full armor. God doesn't treat this as a frivolous like just try to be good he says go to war you understand i have never if somebody came and said you know what i decided i want to play football but i don't want to get tackled (laughs) (laughs) and i don't want the ball i don't want people bumping into me then you don't want to play football So if you come into Christianity and you say, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want to fight against sin. It's so hard. Getting tackled is hard and fighting against sin is hard. That's why you're in this. Fight the good fight of faith. You understand? You're not in this play. So listen, when I first became a Christian, it bugged me that everybody else seemed to be having fun and, and, and getting high and still getting drunk and still going to parties. And here I am, I'm 17 and I'm a Christian. I got my Bible in my hand and I'm trying to follow the Lord and my flesh is like, let's go to the party. And the Christian in me is like, the Holy Spirit's like, no, ain't nothing there but trouble. Everybody in there gonna get in trouble. It, none of them are, none of them are gonna make it. You can't, don't go with them. And the Holy Spirit's telling me not to, and my flesh telling me to. So I'm in a battle and a fight trying to be a Christian. God says, good. It's called getting tackled. It's a part of the game, fight. Okay, 
You get knocked down, get up, get back, go to the huddle and go for the next play. Fight. You understand? So fighting against sin is part of Christianity. You don't come in and say, once saved, always saved. I don't need to fight anymore. No, sometimes, man, sometimes you can be sitting up, like really just fighting with your mind. Like, I'm not going. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to. I'm tired of doing that. I don't like the way it makes me feel. You know, you're just fighting against sin. And God wants you to know that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You're in the game. You understand? Okay. Now, um, I put a list of all the things that C.S. Lewis uh, uh, has quoted. These were quotes. I went on the page and I listened to him quote. Christ did not atone for our sins. That's what C.S. Lewis says. The Bible is not inspired uh, or inherited by God. Pagan religions have truth. Uh, Evolution is truth. Catholic sacraments are necessary. Hell is, is, is fiction. Purgatory is a real place. These were his quotes. I went on the site to look at his quotes. These are his quotes. Yet he's writing Christian books. Yet he's writing Christian books. I ain't even finished. Look. God creation was a flaw. God uh, uh, is found inside man. The Bible is not literal. Natural man is not condemned. Mysticism supersedes the Bible. We should pray to the dead. God is not the only object of worship. White magic is good. These were all his quotes. And I'm sitting on there going, how did he become... One of the greatest Christian authors, and they're making movies about him. Because it's the amount of money that is being pushed to get you to fall away from Christ. So it looks like Jesus in the beginning, and therefore, then after, it starts not looking like Jesus. Like, who would have thought that you could go to T.D. Jake's church, and then on Tuesday night, you could have yoga class? But they started yoga class about three or four years ago on Tuesday night at T.D. Jake's church. So I don't know of any churches that have yoga classes. You understand? Okay, let me see. I I, want to make sure that I'm reading. Okay, if you're on page three, that's a good thing. Stay there because I want to read a scripture to you. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 is right there. There shall not be be found among you anyone who practices witchcraft or soothsayers or one who interprets omens or sorcery or who conjures spells or mediums or spiritists or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. Okay. So what are these movies about? Magic, witchcraft, calling up the dead, right? Even our black movie, they're going to to talk to the dead. You understand? And see, this is what God is saying. The, The title of this message was God wants us to choose. Are you with me or not? Are you with them or not? Do you want to be? Is your entertainment more important than your walk with God? Is it? Because if it's more important, you're choosing. You understand? Because if I tell you not to do something and you do it anyway, 
And then you got a whole bunch of spiritual problems in your house. God told you that that wasn't right. Okay, let's go to the next page because there's something I need to show you. This, <laughs> this young lady found this and posted it. And you know, they, they were mad at her when this happened. Here's Justin Bieber and the pastor, what's his name, Carl Lentz? From what, what's the church? Um, Hillsong. Okay. This is after he gets, after Justin Bieber got saved. So they went out to do shots. Okay. So here, this young lady sees him and she's, she, she's filming it. She's like, oh my goodness, that's Justin Bieber. I'm going to film this, right? He's in the club and him and the pastor are doing shots. I've never done that with a member. <laughs> okay, they're doing shots. And of course, you know, how many of you guys know that, uh, you know what gin is? You have people who drink gin. You know what gin, the, the word gin is in Arabic? Demon. Okay. So they, the people who were drinking alcohol that were Arabic knew that this was demons because alcohol is called spirits, right? So gin is just uh, Arabic for demon, okay? But they're here and they're drinking. They're, having, they're doing shots, okay? He's saved. This is the pastor. Who's saved? They said they're saved. You understand? They're, they're going to go to church the next day. Hold up. Now... Of course, Justin Bieber gets a little drunk, so he starts taking off his clothes and the and the 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 the, the bartenders, you know, having a good time with him and the whole nine. Now, this is what the, the, the girl got the message. The message was this. You're a hater. He got saved after that. And then and now Justin Bieber is saved. He did get saved. And look at the next page after he got saved. Guess where he went? Okay. First of all, Carl Lentz is now an assistant pastor with Michael Todd, who is a demon. Okay. And best friends with, with Kanye West. Okay. Now, listen. The, they, they went to a church service at Kanye West's house. So, so here's Marilyn Manson, Justin Bieber, and Kanye praying together on Sunday service. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's, let's see what kind of church service this was. Somebody turn the next page and then tell me if that looks like a church service. Because see the white that they have on? That's what they were wearing. And they got in a circle and they conjured up spirits. That was their church service. Now, I don't care... <laughs> If I say, if I give, give you guys a robe like this and say, we're going out in the front, stand in a circle, ain't nothing good happening. You understand? But now the Lord says, look, it is your responsibility to let the body of Christ know what's going on. You understand? How many people argued with us that Kanye was really saved? And we need to leave him alone. I told him, you are absolutely nuts. They were doing a witchcraft, satanic service in his backyard that he had 
shaped into the all-seeing eye. You understand? Now, I was in, Drea and Nicole left, and I said, oh, these people want to do a service, but they want to do uh, Tasha Cobb music. I said, didn't Tasha Cobb do a song with Nicki Minaj? She did a song with Nicki Minaj. Didn't Tasha Cobb give a big honorary thing that she wanted to honor Beyonce? Yeah. So I, I was like, uh, they want to do Tasha, uh, 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 honor to Tasha Cobb music. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even allow Tasha Cobb music in my house because after you sing with Nicki Minaj, I can't, I don't trust you no more. Okay. So God says, look, we're supposed to be watching and praying. We get the praying part right, but nobody wants to watch. Because it hurts your feelings to watch. Because that might be my favorite artist. And if it's my favorite artist, I don't want that to be because I might not be able to enjoy their music anymore. Well, you'll get rid of a lot of demons out of your house if you do. Amen. You understand? Amen. Praise God. I'm glad you guys are clapping because I want you to go to uh, uh, Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 28. And this is a message to me and you, Pastor Ben, that God said, read this for you and Pastor Ben. Okay? Because um, he said, your responsibility is not a small thing. You're a sheep, but you've been placed in charge of my sheep. You understand? And my sheep are very important to me. So if you allow things to happen, you need to know and understand that I hired the wrong guy. You understand? We're not supposed to sit around and let stuff happen and say, oh, they'll figure it out. I don't believe you'll figure it out. I said, black Hebrew is like, nobody will fall for that. You sure did. Didn't I say that? <laughs> that thing has become a mess. Yep. You understand? <clears throat> okay, let me read this. It says, keep watch over yourselves. You, Pastor Ben and Sandy. Mm-hmm. God's talking to us now. Yeah. And all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Mm-hmm. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he has bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock, even from your own number of uh, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. You hear that? So be on your guard. There are people that want you to believe lies. This scripture was read uh, at a service that John MacArthur said, we're not saved by the blood, we're saved by his death. And the, the preacher was trying to tell him, no, the scripture says by his blood we are saved. You understand? The scripture says that without blood, there's no remission of sins. 
He said, oh, the blood was just, it's just fluid. That doesn't save us. His death is what saved us. So this is John MacArthur. He has a university called the MacArthur Bible Institute or whatever, right? So understand, how do you get a, your own university? How do you get uh, a $12 million home? How do you get the biggest church in the, in the area? How do you get all this? Unless your dad was also 33 degree Mason. And you understand? So if I can, if I from the top can finance deception, I'm going to do it in a big way. And so you must be very important if this is what they're doing to deceive you. So God says, look, none of you are without excuse. Amen. I mean, or with excuse. None of you can say, I was deceived. There's no one that can say that. Because there are instructions in the Bible that tell you what to do. You understand? Okay. Um, here are the scriptures. So let's go to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13, what verse? 22 and 23. It says, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect. If that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. God said, be on guard because what? I told you everything ahead of time. I told you what was coming ahead of time. Okay? I don't know the young lady, and I hope she's still watching right now. She was in a church, and I hope if any someone say, hey, I need you to come and visit my church. And you see this, that you get yourself out of there. I mean, run like you got track shoes on. So she's at, she's, she posted her church, and there's a woman up there preaching, and she's not really preaching, she's just screaming. You know how the hype thing get the, she's screaming, and the whole crowd is yelling and speaking in tongues. Some people are falling on the floor, and I said, this is not a safe environment, such and such. I'm not going to say her name. You need to get out of there. That's a whole lot of demon activity going on and kundalini, kundalini spirits. So she, she hit me back and say, what do you have against women preachers? Didn't I preach that, teach that women are supposed to preach the gospel? Yes. They are so. I'm not talking about that the woman's preaching. I'm talking about the environment that you're in. So that old drum beating thing that we grew up with, and people falling out all over the place. And the lady that used to sit in the front and shout at the exact same time every week and fall out. That was not of God. You understand? And God wants you to know, I'm to I told you this ahead of time. There's going to come people that are going to do this the wrong way. All in the order.
in order to get you to fall into their trap, which is if you're going to be a financial uh, uh, a reward to them, you're going to be a sheep to them. Who knows who Father Divine is? Pastor Ben, because he's my age. Father Divine had a, had a, a plantation of slaves. All of these were his church members. He slept with anybody's wife he wanted to. They, they, they went to work and paid him money. And his whole thing was he was God and his name was Father Divine. And everybody came and kissed his feet. Now, somebody would say, wow, how could anybody fall for that? Because they're not listening. They want God, but they haven't studied the word, so they don't know what it's supposed to look like. When you're learning how to, to handle counterfeit money, they don't give you counterfeit money. They give you real money. So you know real from what's fake. The Bible is real money. You're supposed to know it, so then when you see fake, you automatically know. So here's Geno Jennings. Jesus is nobody. God was inside of him doing all the work. Y'all trying to get me to give Jesus credit for what God did. Jesus didn't do nothing for us. I'm like, Word became flesh. The word was God. The word was gained flesh. That's God and that's Jesus. And they're both God. And that I'm like, what are you talking about? But what am I trying to do? I'm trying to discredit who Jesus is and his divinity and say he was only a man so that I could stick with my covenant of being a mason and saying that I'm a man who's going to become a God just like Jesus. If you don't know what they believe, you think he's just trying to teach you that that God was inside of Jesus and the Trinity is inside. No, he's trying to discredit Jesus. And so everybody that's sitting in front of him, what are you watching for? You should be watching for fruits. You understand? Because he stood there and he was invited somewhere and there was a lady playing the organ. She had lipstick on. He said, you look like a hoe. I can't have you playing organ while I'm preaching. You look like a hoe. Get off the organ. Do you think anybody in the audience moved and said, this ain't right? Not one of them. So God's like, so do you think that those people, I should call them my sheep? Do you think those people should be my people? Or you think those people have forgot to read their Bible and they wouldn't know me if I walked in front of them? Because they don't know me. The fruit will tell you if somebody is real or not. You understand? You don't do that. That shows you that God's spirit is not in you. Let's continue. <clears throat> Let's read uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 
That was a pretty good imitation of him, too, you guys. Y'all are like. First Timothy chapter four. What is it? Oh, let's read one verse one. It says the spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical, uh, come through hypocritical liars who whose conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbade people to marry and, and, and ordered them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving uh, um, uh, by those who believe and who know the truth. Oh, go to verse 16. It says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Is that a suggestion or a commandment? Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Preserve, it says, uh, persevere in them because if you do, you will save both you, both yourself, and your hearers. So he says, watch your life and your doctrine closely. You're supposed to know the word of God. You're supposed to know that Jesus is God. You don't need even a, 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 a PhD to know in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That means God was made flesh and dwelt among us. You don't need a PhD for that. You don't need to know Hebrew or Greek to understand that. OK, but those are basic doctrines that you need to know and understand. You understand? When the scriptures is telling you to stop sinning and pick up your cross and follow me. You understand that? Look, pick up your cross and follow me daily. Right. What is he saying? Fight against sin daily. So if someone comes to you and say, well, you know, uh, what's the witch lady? Uh, 65, prophet 65, whatever. She's a she, she put out a video saying. Pastor Sandy is a false teacher because he teaches that you have to live for Jesus in order to be saved. Yeah. He, she said, I'm a false prophet because I'm telling you that you need to be obedient to the word of God and live for God in order to be saved. We're saved by grace and grace alone. So now everybody who believes that says, oh, look, I can become a Christian and I don't even have to live for God. I can play football and not get tackled. This is awesome. This is awesome, right? So, because if you don't have to do anything, if you don't have to fight against sin, if you don't have to do it, all of the warnings in the scripture about stop sinning and live for God and fighting against your flesh and walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. We need to take all of that out the Bible. But I become a false prophet because she says because and then someone said when she first came out, someone said, I'm a former witch and she has four witchcraft posters behind her in her video. And she's a witch. And he says, Whoever's listening to her, I want you to know she's a witch. 
The next day she comes back on, she took the pictures off, and she's giving another sermon. Why'd she take the pictures off? Somebody called her out, who actually used to be a witch. So that means the doctrine that she's teaching is witchcraft. And what's the witchcraft? You don't have to live for God, just believe that he exists. You know, because demons believe him, they're going to heaven too. No, they're not. You understand? Come on, let's go. Um, I'm going to 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'm being obedient, you guys, because God said, read these scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Here we are. There's two. Okay. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, uh, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say that they're to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. You hear that? But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discard all, uh, discharge all the duties of your ministry. You understand? So he says, in the last days, there are going to come preachers that are going to preach what you want to hear. What do you want to hear? You, uh, I'm going to tickle your ears. I'm a, well, what are you interested in? What, what does Satan know about you? That, 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 that you are trying to hide. He knows that inside of you is pride. God, what is pride? God said, look, this is pride. Defying authority. That's what pride is. It says, I know you created earth. I know you created rules, but I'm going to defy those rules, even though this is your house. Imagine your kid coming to you saying that. He's like, get the belt. Right? That's the same thing God said. Get the belt. You understand? Because God created the house and he made the rules for the house. So homosexuality is against the rules for the house. You understand? So there's no pastor that can preach it's okay. Because you don't own the house. So if you get a pastor that's on TV and they ask him about it and he says, well, we just learned it. need to learn to be tolerant and loving because God loves everyone and love is love. And you just go get off the TV show. Get off of TV. Understand it. You've got to understand this. They're trying to get us. They, they call it Pride Week, which is a perfect name for it, right? Because it's, uh, we're defying God's rules. And th- that to the extreme is, is when you're outside of Christ and you're saying, I don't need Jesus for salvation. I have a religion. God says, you're defying my rules. You have pride. You don't want to hear what I'm saying. 
So therefore, you think you don't need Jesus, but I'm telling you, there's only one name given among men whereby you must be saved. So if you don't think you need to be saved by the name that I've given, then you're defying the one who built the house. And therefore, you're asking for it. So this is what the Lord is saying. Satan knows what your ears want to hear. They knew what we wanted to hear in the 80s, what we want to hear. Finance is coming your way. Money coming. They knew what we wanted to hear. We wanted, we wanted to know that God was going to financially bless us. So they taught us most important thing is tithing. You got to give. And, and increase your giving and you'll increase your blessing. That's what, that's what the pastor used to say in L.A. If you increase your giving, you can increase your blessing. I was like, Wow. So the more coins I put in the machine, <laughs> the, the bigger check. <laughs> but they know what you want to hear. You understand? They know what you want to hear. So you have to know and understand. First of all, I need to know me. I don't want to be rebellious against God, so I got to get rid of my pride. Whatever you said, God don't do I'm not going to do because you said it and this is your house okay when it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, greed you've got to say I don't want to be greedy for the things of this world I want to be hungry for the word of God and to know you okay because greed can pull you away from God you understand sensuality oh I hate these bodies especially being men they're the absolute worst. They should, war- they should start warning you at two. Uh-huh. <laughs> they really should. They should be like, look, little man, you're going to get older and that body is going to start acting stupid. Don't listen to it. You understand? And rather, men or women, you have to control your body. You don't. They, they was doing a documentary yesterday about Holyfield and they said, you know, he was he, he's a Christian man today, he said, but in his earlier years, he had a lot of problems dealing with being faithful. So he said he has 11 children by six different women. Right. And he said that was one of the reasons why he became broke after playing after boxing. Right. And I'm like, you made all these millions and then you were broke after that. Why? Because of the sin that was in your life. So do you think God gave you the rule to have one wife and one family to hurt you? Or do you think he was trying to help you? If I tell you don't run in the street, I'm not telling you that to to, to hurt you. I'm telling you that to save your life. Listen, little man, you can't just run out after the ball like that. Stop, look both ways. You know, I'm, I'm giving you advice. So all of, see, sin causes many problems. You can't be an alcoholic if you don't never drink. You know that? There's things that you can never fall into if you just be obedient to God. Satan knows this. Anger and rage live inside of your flesh. So you got to know how to check it. Do you know that? Two people get ready to get in a fight over a park. I told you guys about that. They regret getting a fight because she was waiting to park and he pulled in to park 
And she said, you found me waiting there? And he's like, well, I got in first. And they got out the car and they was going to fight. And I'm like, girl, you can't whoop that dude. She's like, come on. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, whoa. So I blow, I, I honked my horn like I was a cop or something. And they walked away. I was like, Shh. It was about to be on and cracker. Somebody was going to hospital and somebody was going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So that means you have to learn to control rage. Stop saying everything is on your mind. Ain't that the truth? Stop it. Be quiet. It's not, look, let God handle it. You don't have to do that. Let's continue because I got to get through the scriptures else I'm not doing right. Here we go. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Now listen, the Lord gave me this message because he said, my people go to church and they don't even know me. That's why they follow people. Thank you. That's why they follow people that don't look like me. They follow people that don't act like me. He said, he said cause you know, if I was there, I would never drive a Rolls Royce. I would never have my own private plane. I would never tell you increase your giving and God will increase your blessing. I would never, I would never hustle you. You understand? I would never do that. So if you're following that, then obviously you've forgotten who you're supposed to be following. You understand? This is why God is saying, look, you need to choose who you're going to follow. That's, there's no excuse for what you're doing. Okay, you're sitting in that church, the trumpet blows, nobody in the church moves, nothing happens. The rapture just happened and nobody in your church moved. Nothing happened. What's wrong with the church? You're all following the wrong Jesus. You understand? His initials are not TD or Jake. You understand? Okay, you in uh, Matthew chapter 7, let's see, verse 15, hallelujah. Okay, it says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. So how do they come to you? Looking like Christians. C.S. Lewis, I'm a Christian author. You understand? They're not coming to you with devil suits on they're coming to you looking like christians okay so see the deception How, okay let's continue reading they come to you in sheep clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruit you will recognize them how are you going to know who they are and what are fruits your actions by your actions, I'm going to know whether you belong to Jesus or not. The church we went to, Pastor Dan, that we were at, I sat in his office and he said, I was gone for two weeks. And these sorry, in words, 
uh, don't know how to give. I come back and look at the offering and I say, I got a church full of sorry N-words. I'm, a, I'm the youth pastor at the church. I'm like this. Oh, God, I got a nut. <laughs> I'm like, I got a nut on my hands. What do you want me to do? The Lord says, keep helping the children and just keep preaching at the prison and come and keep helping with the kids. Don't worry. So I'm, I'm in this church and like I'm knowing like I've been in the office with this dude. This dude ain't no Jesus guy. Right. Everything at that church costs money. Everything. OK. So you want some, you want some of anything you was paying. OK. And the way you're treating people. Now, he called a girl and uh, told her she got pregnant. And instead of embracing her and said, look, you fell into sin, but God can see you through. Give her a hug. Do you need any assistance? We want to help you, but we want you to know this isn't right. OK, that would have been Jesus. He made her stand up and told the church she's a, she's been in here sinning and now she's pregnant and we ain't not going to have this in this church. And, and that girl stopped going to church. And who do you think is responsible for that? He is. he is. But you should know if I'm in the audience and a pastor stands up and does that to a young lady. I'm telling everybody, hey, we need to all get out of here. This man is ignorant. You understand? Somebody needs to say something. We can't sit around being docile about all the things that are going on in church and just let it go on. And then if I say something, oh, my, even my brother, he's a pastor too. He said, he said I said something about TDJ. So my wife kind of got on me. I was like, why? Because, I'm going to tell you why. Because Popularity makes people famous and famous people have fans that that is what popularity is for to make fans. If you become a fan, you're never going to criticize the person that you admire. That's true. That's true. That's true. So if I tell you that something is going on, I don't care how you feel about them. I'm telling you, God wants you to know T.D. Jake's daughter is just as demonic as the whole thing that's going on. And she wouldn't preach about nothing. But you guys need to know, this is a group of people, they're all working together to look like sheep in wolves' clothing. But what they teach you is not a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're either going to teach you greed, sensuality, or defiance. You've got to know the word for yourself. I asked God, what can I do to help us? And he says, you can't do anything, but you can tell them what to do. Know the word of God for yourself. Study to show thyself. You've got to know the word of God. Or else anybody will tell you anything and you'll believe it. Let me see if I was done here. 15 to 20, sorry. I'm not done. Um, likewise, every tree that bears good fruit, uh, uh, likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree, bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. 
every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. So I am a tree. You understand? I am a tree. I am supposed to be bearing good fruit. He will cut me down and throw me in the fire. Okay? Don't say, well, you know, I know Pastor was caught in the hotel with another woman and they were doing drugs, but I disbelieve he's in heaven. <laughs> you ain't got to do that for me. I know where I'm going. <laughs> you, <laughs> thank you for being a fan, but I know where I'm going. You understand? That's bad fruit. Verse 20, thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. Did I read them all? I read them all except for Psalms 10, verse, verse 4. Psalms 10, verse 4, says, In his pride, the wicked does not seek after him. In his thoughts, there is no room for God. Okay? This is a prideful person. In a prideful person's mind, they have no conscience and they don't want to know about God. Okay? Because I'm asking God, about how to get people saved. And he says, there's some people that are living in pride. So I wanted to know what that meant. Because if they can get saved and they hear the gospel, he says, they have no mind. They don't care about the things of God. They don't want about the things of God. And so therefore, you sitting up there trying to explain to them that Jesus loved them and died on the cross for their sins, everybody you're not going to be able to reach because some people are living in pride. They have no desire to know God. I was talking to a guy and I said, man, you know, the Lord died for you. He, um, you can have eternal life. You don't have to go through this, blah, blah, blah. And he says, man, I will become a Christian, but I like women. And I said, well, thank you very much. See you later. Because <laughs> what he just said is, I love sin more than God. And I'm not willing to give up sin to follow God. I'm not even willing to try, he says. I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying. I'm not even willing to try to do that. Dude, I'm, don't do this. Okay. I'll see you later. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there waiting. Well, let me, I, let me open up the John 3.16 for you. <laughs> He's like, you wasting your time, bro. Okay? So the Lord wants you guys to know this. You don't have to argue with people about God. Amen. Listen. Amen. To make a tree grow, you don't have to dig six feet deep. That's what the Lord's telling you. Like, you know what? You just have to have a little dirt and drop the seed and move on. Stop sitting there trying to dig a ditch to drop a deep seed to help people. 
Just say, just say, you know what, man, you're living in sin and it's going to end bad for you. You need to know Jesus. And they go, what you mean? You go, I'll see you later. <laughs> what you do? You just drop the seed. Get somebody else to come by and go, you need Jesus, bro. And then he'll get out of here, right? He's just watered it, right? He's not, the person ain't going to get saved right away. You got to like, God is working that. You're not going to make anything grow. Okay? It's God increase. Your job is to do what? Drop seeds. It's what my wife did in Seattle. She just dropped the seeds. She went back and told the girl, God has more for you than, than, than doing this. She dropped the seed. She didn't drop seed. Let me tell you the Hebrew, what the Hebrew means. Now, you don't got to do all that. Don't dig a hole. Just drop the seed and move on. You understand? You'll do more doing that because if you stay too long, you start an argument and then it's not effective. Drop a seed and move on. Praise God. God bless you guys. I need you guys to read 1 Timothy. Here's your homework. Read 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 through 10. Okay? And the Lord says something is about to happen. I have a rapture season for every season so you can't tell me when the rapture is. I said, I forgot that, Lord. He goes, is there a rapture in the summer? Yes, there's a rapture thing in the summer. Is there a rapture thing in the, is there a rapture thing in tabernacle? Is there a winter rapture? He said, there's a, ser- a series of rapture stories in the Bible for every part of the year. So stop trying to box me into which one I got to do. Okay. Amen. Praise God. All right. That's it. I'm done.